season two, baby. Whoop, whoop. Season two. Whoop, whoop. Season two. Um, and you're listening to <laughs> Pandero. 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 okay rome wasn't built in a day or two seasons no so, nor was rome... it burnt down in two seasons <laughs> was burnt down in a second <laughs> <laughs> in a coordinated coup but unlike rome's demise we will get a theme song in however many seasons it took for the real housewives of rome <laughs> to be built (laughs) we will we will get a theme song but for now you can just listen to our dulcet tones singing to you Um, and like I think they'll miss it you know what I mean like they're gonna be hitting up all of our socials saying bring back the singing Agreed. you guys are so good at it I can't guarantee I'm gonna stop singing even when we have a theme song I'll be honest with you I will just be singing over the top of it um, harmonising if you will maybe a little bit of syncopation in those beats create a little round who knows I will be playing the triangle <laughs> that'll, be... <laughs> that'll be my contribution that little ding listen the triangle percussive instruments are so key to all music don't sleep on the triangle guys don't sleep on the triangle so... um but yes, welcome back to season two. Should we introduce ourselves? I was going to go Happy New Year, but yeah, we should probably let the people know who we are. Yeah. And round, it's season two, and it's season two of Armageddon. Wow. Listen, we, we started in the final season of Humanity, and we have continued into season two of the final season of Humanity. We are nothing, it's, it's not like consistent. What? It's just like, you know, um, the ending of every major young adult like novel and whenever they moved it to movie format and they're just sort of like, I forget what the last Harry Potter movie was called, but it was the, the Deathly first one I... Palace. Yeah. And I was like, part one. Yes. Part two. Yes. <laughs> Let's stretch out the demise for as long as possible. <laughs> we need to make money off of this heartache and devastation. So, that's... <laughs> We're in, we're just, you know, when life imitates art and then imitates life life again and then back to art. (laughs) Yeah, like an endless circle, like just an incestuous circle of of light imitating art. It's just, it's a time loop we're stuck in. Mm, Like Tenet. I think that's what that's about. I don't know. I haven't watched it. But yeah. It's, uh, I have. I can save you and just say don't. (laughs) (laughs) You've watched it. Do you know what it's about? (laughs) Listen, we can talk about this, but I think we should introduce ourselves. We should. We should. Um, I am the Right Honourable Leisha. Oh, why did I choose a military term? I don't like that. Okay, fine. I'm rolling with it. It works because I've been watching Star Trek, so that's actually the route I was going to go. Okay, I'm rolling with it. I'm rolling with it. I'm Emperor Scissor. 
SZA? Wow. I don't even know who I am. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. It's who are loop. you? What are you doing here? <laughs> um, it's a time loop. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, well, welcome to our podcast um, where we We're here. chat shit, get bangs. No, we don't really do that. We just... <laughs> <laughs> you know, my mind immediately went to, like, actually getting fucked. Because I'm PMSing right now. Lord have that is mercy. the only thing that's registering. <laughs> On a physical and emotional level. Like, shut up. I've seen your tweets. I know who you are. So okay, yeah. Like... I'm really thirsty, like, all the time. But also, <laughs> Chat Shit Get Banged is really not about sex. I mean, hey. I know, but just... Maybe you could introduce it into, like, a cute little Dom sub thing. Like, like you're being a bratty sub. You're going to chat shit and then you can get banged. Like, it could be. I was gonna go. That's how my gang would run. <laughs> <laughs> what, just, just having sex with people in the street. I heard you said something bad about me. Bend over. <laughs> We're gonna fuck it out consensually, right? <laughs> Do you consent to this? I need your consent. I mean, we were talking about Rome, and it feels like we've gone right back full circle to Rome because it, I'm pretty sure that's how they ran their empire. So there we go. Life imitating art, imitating life, <laughs> and back to art again. <laughs> oh gosh. It's the loop. It is. It's the tenet. So maybe James Cameron is not as uh, terrible at making movies as I thought he was. Maybe he was on something. Tenet is Chris Nolan. That's the person I meant. Listen, <laughs> white men, they get mixed up in my head. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, that's fair James Cameron did Star Wars right yes I met the one who Never makes seen any of confusing it. movies and that is Chris Nolan because he made Inception so, too. Inception made a lot more sense than Tenet did um, and I just feel like we need to address this right now that worries so I can me. save as many people I can <laughs> save as many people Inception I went to see multiple times because that's how much I love the movie and keep in mind I was in high school and I was not making cheddar cheese <laughs> And it's one of the movies that bonded me and my best friend is like we we really bonded over that movie and she was in love with it. And then I like fell in love with it. And I think it was her second or third time going to see the movie when we went together. And then we either went together another time or I brought my mom to see it. Right. And then bought it. But Tenant has just like gaping holes um not unlike (laughs) the after effects of too much anal sex (laughs) just thoughts that sound like the breeze (laughs) so uh, there are spoilers ahead um so maybe this will probably take three minutes i'm gonna hold myself to that i'm watching the timer so there's just a lot that doesn't make sense with the movie and that they don't really explain. So, like, it's based on the premise that there's a protagonist and we don't know the protagonist's name. It's just the protagonist. So we get jumped in um, and then they start messing around with physics. As you know, I started off my degrees in physics, so I, I understand, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot that I have lost, <laughs> but the general principle, it's mostly yeah. around, like, the calculations and the how to get to the proofs but the general principles of physics i understand and the whole movie is based on you know like time traveling but reversing the entropy of objects but the reversing the entropy of objects or like in that's how they call it but like in the movie it just shows up as like shit appearing to move backwards 
but it is so isolated in a way that it doesn't make sense. So basically the future set devices back to the past because we have depleted the world's like resources, climate change, Armageddon, we're living it. And then they want to reverse the entropy so that like the forest can grow in the future, but that actually doesn't make any sense in the chain of reactions that they would need to set off. And that's the premise of the movie. And then they don't explain anything. So if you're going to talk about time travel, you have to explain the rules of the game that you're working with, right? Like time travel is, you know, enough science fiction where we have leeways. But like if you're going to ground it in some sort of physics or principle, like they did in like Avengers Endgame, but that's a whole nother conversation. But like they didn't explain like whether or not they were working on, they seem to be working on time as linear, but yet it's not. And we can isolate everything so specifically so that we can reverse the time seemingly of specific things and specific events, but everything else remains untouched. And then they kept interacting with their past selves in ways with which every single time traveling movie has always advised against and going back in time to revisit a time that you've lived before because of what it does to the fabric of space and time, as sci-fi movies like to call it. Obviously, um, space and time's like integration, as we understand it, works a little bit differently, but we're talking about something science fiction-y. Um, and it just doesn't make a lot of sense. And then the protagonist is really obsessed with this white lady in a way that it's like, you see him almost kill himself for the sake of the mission. And then he jeopardizes every single attempt to, you know, have the mission be successful in order to save this random white lady with no explanation. It's just sort of like, oh, it's dangerous. We should abort. And he's like, but I've got to say this white lady. And you're sitting there as the audience is like, but is it because she's white? And that is why Tenet doesn't make sense. And I think I hit the exact three minute mark. <laughs> you actually do get three <laughs> minutes. I'm very impressed. Um, so, wow. Not to, a lot to digest and dissect there. Um, it seems to me like all of this could have been solved if they used the Jeremy Baramy system in understanding <laughs> time. Um, maybe they were just stuck on the dot on the eye, and that was the problem. I don't know. It was nowhere. They were everywhere and nowhere. <laughs> and Janet's birthday. And Janet's, <laughs> Janet's birthday. So, you know, um, it seems that the good place writers have a better understanding of time than Christopher Nolan is what we're well, hearing. Yes. Like when we were watching the credits, um, he seemed to have Tyler parried it and written the script by himself. So when, I mean, <laughs> if you want to like have the like holes explained in a more humorous way, then I suggest watching screen rounds. Um, but like, the holes in his movies have been consistent along Inception and um, to Tenant, but Inception was like, we could suspend belief for because it wasn't as gaping, where it was just sort of craters mm. in Tenant. And it's just sort of like, if he just needs to, you know, if anyone had read that script, <laughs> just. Not even anyone. a physicist, just a person. <laughs> <laughs> Who can read? Because <laughs> I don't see that script making it past any of my English teachers, you know, desk and just being like, that's a fun idea. <laughs> <laughs> They've been like, I mean, A for effort, but this creative writing actually gets a D. Um, strong, like strong creativity. 
you have not really built a plot or a character mm-hmm. or a anything. And I keep so. just feeling like I really want to like John David Washington, and then, but the roles he takes makes me not like him. I don't know what it is. He's not as good at picking roles as his dad. And considering he's got the nepotism behind him that gives him the ability to, you know, pick and choose what roles he wants to do, I'm constantly confused at what he picks. I'm going to be very honest with you. You don't know who he is. With our audience. <laughs> <laughs> Up until Tenant. <laughs> and then I went to see this with my I was with friends. Um, when we were watching this and it wasn't until her man kept saying like oh John David like Washington and I was like who's that and then they mentioned Denzel I had no idea Denzel Washington had a son none whatsoever yeah well I feel like he hasn't spoken about his son until his son was of the age to be in movies because I don't remember him existing and then he kind of appeared but I saw him in something and I was like, oh, this man is fine. Who is he? And I looked him up because I always look people up in movies. I did. I did at the at the time. I don't know what he was in. The character he was playing, I found attractive. And I was like, oh, is this Denzel's son? And then once I saw it, I couldn't unsee it because actually the way he speaks is very similar to Denzel. I'm also going to be very honest with the people and you because our relationship is built on a lot of honesty i have maybe seen one denzel washington movie in my entire life and probably not to completion wow i mean okay (laughs) what what movie oh you don't even remember it it's fine there was a house i don't know i just remember i was young i listen it was when blockbuster was a thing okay tbt will always remember not man on fire then (laughs) (laughs) and my mom did this thing where she, did, which she had every right to do, but I, as a child, found very unfair. Where she would get her adult movies, and then I wouldn't really be allowed to see them. And then once I, she and my dad were watching a movie, Denzel was in it. I came down for a bit, and I was shooed out of the room because it was not. Mm. I was allowed to watch part of it, and then they were like, "Yeah, this movie's not for you." No, he's quite violent, so that makes sense. Uh, I just remember being a child, so... Okay, well, that's fine. I definitely haven't watched all of Denzel's uh, movies. I just am aware of him and his presence from a pop culture perspective. Man on Fire is a brilliant movie, though. Mm -hmm. Incredible. Um, Yeah, well, if you did watch Denzel stuff, you would know that John David Washington does actually have a very similar speech pattern. So once you realise it's his son, you're like, oh, yeah, Mm -hmm. that makes sense. But he just keeps mm-hmm. taking roles that I don't really love. I mean, K.K. Klansman, is that what it's called? Oh, that was him? That was good. Yeah, that was him. I was almost going to see that. I enjoyed it as much as I can enjoy a Spike Lee movie, which is like, mm. it's. I like him, but it's very glaringly obvious, his views on the rest of di- the diaspora. Um, and once you see it, you can't unsee it in his movies, and it always makes me feel a bit icky. Um, but that was not a bad movie Uh, but then also the whole thing with him and Zendaya making this love movie which actually looks like it's going to be very good but can I separate the fact that it looks like a grown man arguing with his teenage daughter Uh, (laughs) I'm not sure (laughs) 
the seats. I had to move so you wouldn't hear the sounds of me cackling like a bird of prey. Um, yeah, I mean. I have different reservations about that movie, but. Okay. You know, I'm just really tired of them being like, oh, yeah, two black people. And it's just always like a dark skinned guy with like a light skinned woman. Mm. And like, I like Zendaya, but like, I'm just tired of like, (laughs) you know, for black women, that being the representation and we're just supposed to shut up and be happy whenever it's like, oh, a black woman's leading this project. They're always light skinned, Mm. like literally always light skinned. And I'm really just tired of seeing it. Yes, this is actually something I was going to talk about when we got into the meat and potatoes of the topic for today. Um, so yes, yeah. I agree with you, but I'm not going to expand until we formally introduce. Yeah. We need to save. We're just teasing you. Yeah. You know? Oh, just, just a little. Giving you the, giving you the tip, and then walking away ooh. and going to the store for cigarettes. A light caress. Coming back in five years. On the hips. What the fuck? What kind of teasing <laughs> is that? Lord have mercy. Just, I was like combining um, teasing with the abandon the deadbeat black dad metaphor to circle it back to <laughs> your... <laughs> thought we were on the same wavelength, but apparently not. I was only on half of the wavelength. I'm really sorry. I um, can't write in cursive. So when I write Jeremy Burmy, I kind of get stuck at the end of the J. So that's kind of where I was floating. Uh... <laughs> I I um thought like writing cursive was the epitome of adulthood, so I made up my own cursive writing before I was taught, and I wrote I think every single diary entry from six to eight in it, and I remember going back to my diary being like I will writing it at the time being like I'll always remember what this cursive code <laughs> that I made up. Is. <laughs> Literally not even a year after I've learned cursive and I went back to them and I was like, I have no idea. What is this? What did you why did you think an E connected to an F in this way? What what have you done? I don't even know. Like there is nothing. (laughs) It's like what kind of I'm gonna need a cryptographer to be very (laughs) decode this. This is a new this is a new military cryptography. (laughs) Like this is how we send confidential messages from now on. Invented <laughs> by a six-year-old. Um. Okay. How are you? Oh, I was Let's about to ask in. you first. Um, I poked you first. You did. You did. So I am fine. I always use the word fine when I mean there's shit, but is it new shit? Mm, probably not. <laughs> I mean. The world is really on its final series right now, and I'm not quite sure how it's going to end. Um, sometimes that makes me panicked. Other times mm. I'm like, meh, you know, we have been through a lot of shit and I really can't put any more emotions into this, so I'm just going to watch it burn. Um <laughs> But by the time this comes out, ooh, see now this is interesting because should I do a little future prediction? By the time this comes out, Trump will have had to be dragged to the inauguration. His tie won't be done up. His hair won't be done. He will not shake uh, Biden's hand, and there will be another attempt at a coup 
by he said he's not going the proud boys yeah but i was thinking is he allowed to not go because i don't think any president has ever not gone have they just because they haven't doesn't mean it's the same way like no one had left the royal family before just because they haven't doesn't mean that they can't do it this is true i just thought thought there would be some kind of legal requirement to hand over in that way but the legal requirement was just to ratify Mm. the whole transition there is nothing to my knowledge that states that you have to it's sort of like a courtesy thing Mm. fair enough fair enough well i guess the thing for me about it all that is wearying because i'll be honest nothing trump does ever really surprises me anymore like it it doesn't i think we've reached peak trump like a couple years ago when we realized like this nigga's just gonna do what he wants um cool what actually wearies me more than Trump, who has shown his colours very much, is everyone being like, I can't believe this is happening. Or like, this is not America. What a world we live in. And it's just like, see now, when we were protesting, this is what we were kind of trying to tell you is happening. Like, none of this is new and none of this should surprise you. And this is very much America. And every time people were like, this is the worst day in American history, I was just like, I don't know what to say to you because how about when you killed the indigenous Americans' uh, cattle so that they couldn't eat and had to starve death? What about the times that you brought slaves over? What about the time you started a war over whether or not you could keep slaves? Like, this is not the worst day in American history by far. Um, and I'm just a bit weary of white people constantly being like, oh my God, I can't believe this. Where is this coming from? And it must be those white people, not me. I'm a good white person. So yeah, I'm doing fine, but also just a bit fed up. And like, do I want to continue to pretend that I, I don't know. I just want to sometimes crawl in under a rock and not have to talk to anybody. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. That's me. You're welcome. I'm going to get out, I'm, I am going to get out of this country when the pandemic permits and I've saved up some money and made a plan um, and try and get away from white people for a while. That'll be nice. But yeah, I guess planning that is giving me something positive to think about. Since the last time I planned a trip, it was, it didn't happen because the pandemic came and slapped me in the face. So now I'm planning for when I can be vaccinated and leave the country. Um, where I will be living so yeah I guess I'm all right fine feels like an equal balance of like some things are shitty and some things are okay that is fair Mm. um what about you how are you doing I'm surviving there's a lot on my plate right now I'm trying not to be overwhelmed at it all Mm -hmm. it will get done because it has to other than that just same old me just being more like protective of my energy because like i've ducked out like of a lot of things Mm. and i've retracted my energy in a lot of ways and people started to ask me about it and then i just sort of ignore those messages Mm. i'm just sort of like "Hmm." because i've been very it's just continuing on on this journey of being like very intentional with my energy yeah and the things that I want to get involved with and even like extending to people who I want to get involved with and just being like my energy is not best used in this way or 
really just in this way. So I've just found myself retracting a lot, mm. which is great because it means that hopefully I will just continue to flourish and thrive and be well beyond all ma- measures. I love that for you. <clears throat> I mean, obviously not the surviving. We want to be thriving, but actually, you know, guarding your energy surviving is thriving at this point well here we go um in a few years we'll be no no i'm not putting that's too long let me not do that i take it back we'll be thriving soon um but in the meantime do whatever you need to do with your energy um yeah full-on retract mode yeah I've been like that for, well, most of my life. No, uh, but definitely the past year, definitely, at least. Uh, I've done it intentionally, shall I say, over the past year. Whereas before, I think it was just a result of me burning out and not really having control over it. Now I'm kind of protecting my energy to avoid that situation. Um, So, yeah, I'm with you on that. Um, It's very good. Very, very good. Um decolonization decolonizing pussy that was beautiful that was really beautiful I'm gonna isolate that um, sound (laughs) and that will be our new jingle for decolonization I love it I love it it has a lot of reverb (laughs) okay i'll work out how to put the reverb in and just like let it go wild because i am a sound engineer um what have you want to go first or okay okay (laughs) i guess i'm going first (laughs) um on top of retracting my energy and being intentional i have been communing with the life force of our planet aka our ancestors very Mm. regularly and it was like a part of my goals for this year i won't even say um resolutions because it's just sort of like a target um and it's to develop a consistent spiritual practice so i've started something which is going to help with that i don't think i'm going to talk about it just because i want to keep the audiences separate to be very honest Okay. Um, we'll see. We'll see if I feel. Um, so, been really like focused on that, and it's really nice because I am harnessing the energy in a way, um, and trying to make it like more of a ritual, so it doesn't happen accidentally. I feel mm. like a lot of the time, like it felt very like one sided, and there would be like spikes and sort of like the messages and the links and the tethering and then it would go silent or I'd feel like I just can't access it Mm. um so my whole goal for this year is to make it pretty consistent and not just be like okay I have no idea what's going on like I usually since I've got like tarot cards over a year ago now I would do like readings for myself intermittently and sometimes I like I'd, like read the cards and have no idea what they were. It was just sort of like looking 
was trying to think of an analogy. Nothing's coming to mind. Like that. (laughs) (laughs) To just like, hey, what is this? And just being like, I could read like the textbook definition for this, but this may not actually like apply. And a lot of it seems like contradictory. So Mm. yeah, that's what I've really been focused on this week and will be for this year. I winked and finger gunned at you. (laughs) Um, Cool. We love to see it. We love to see it. I'm sure the ancestors are also happy to see you. You've gone very quiet. Why? I don't know. I've gone very quiet. Now I think it's fine. It could just be me. I found a video of myself when I was like 15 whispering on a ca- on a video because apparently everybody else was asleep and I realised that I started the ASMR trend before it started and I wish I'd uploaded it to YouTube because for some reason when I was whispering it was very like like something about the way I was whispering was very and I was like this is a this is ASMR before it was a thing Millions. Listen, I wouldn't even be doing this podcast, and that's I, would, I probably would, but I'd just be like, I'm so you rich. Because you would have been so rich. Oh, that's true. <laughs> be like, who is this peasant? <laughs> Not rich. That's what I was thinking about today when, because today's like washed you my hair day, and I was like, I started taking care of my hair eight years ago. Mm. No, seven years ago. Yeah. And when I remember going to YouTube and there barely being anything, and I remember having this thought at the time and not really acting on it, being like, oh, I could start a YouTube channel about like my natural hair journey and understanding how to take care of my hair. Because it's not like I haven't been natural. I just never learned. Mm. I too could have been... <sighs> Sitting with Jackie, doing a little hair makeup collab sesh my hair has grown significantly Mm. it's not the like length that i was lied to by all these 4a youtubers (laughs) what i'm finding is that like a lot of the youtube for type 4 content is for people with type 4a Mm. or like type 3c and they're like, oh yeah, like look at how long I got my hair, and you're just sort of like, mm, but my hair doesn't look quite like that. Mm. And the lies you were telling me about the longer your hair it grows, the more your curls start to weigh that yourself down. It's all lies. <laughs> <laughs> no, listen, it's not too late. I mean, you might have missed out on your chance to be an OG creator. Right? <laughs> but we don't, we don't, um, oh my God, why can't I make sentences in my head? I was thinking something so profound and can I get it into words? No. It's because English is the tongue of the oppressor. So I felt you in the 5D, we have touched. Listen. 
You knew exactly what I was saying, and the, if the <laughs> listeners did, I hope so. If not, I'm sorry, but um, you need to develop some 5D communication because simply speaking in English does not work for me, which actually <laughs> links quite nicely onto my decolonization um, for this week. Well, ongoing, actually, but we'll talk about it this week. <clears throat> so in my kind of effort to examine how ableism presents in my life and in society as a whole and what I can do to kind of decolonize from that I've just been um getting a lot more in touch with my non-verbal self um and yes I'm aware of the irony of talking about this on a podcast which is exclusively vocal um however uh yeah I guess um I've just been coming to terms with the fact that actually there are many times in my life where just I'm naturally non-verbal and I have had to in the past force myself to speak or just withdraw from communication with people at full stop because they don't really know how to um, deal with me not speaking and it's kind of like unless somebody is um, you know registered as deaf or hard of hearing people don't expect you to communicate in a way that is non-verbal um so I've just kind of been sitting with that and, and noticing more when for me I'm naturally non-verbal having peace with that rather than trying to you know get out of that um and trying to work on ways to communicate outside of verbose narratives um and actually my mum very cutely bought a laminator um so that we can make little cards so that when I'm not speaking I can like just show her cards you know because sign language is the goal but as I am struggling with even my native tongue (laughs) at the moment um adding other languages is a slow process um so in the meantime we're gonna make some cards with some written and visual um prompts on them so that i can communicate uh with her at least um without speaking so yeah that's kind of what i've been focusing on at the moment i love this i love this the only thing i want to point out is that i have um learned recently that the deaf community doesn't like being called hard of hearing I don't know what the, like, term that is acceptable to them is, but I remember hearing that and then just crossing it off my list. That is very interesting, and thank you, because the the deaf community that I'm following on Twitter very much have been using it, but I will take that on board. Um, Yeah, trying to be, I know at least for me, I'm trying to be as like, which one is the, what are the terms that have caused the least amount? Oh, 100% I'm with you. <laughs> Controversy. And, and sometimes it's hard to know if it's just like one person likes saying something or if it's like a community likes it. So I, it's like just, that's why it's important to have a diverse range of um, mm. voices that you listen to. Um mm so yeah yeah because it could even be a thing where it's like if you're outside of the community they yeah they're like it's an us word it's not a you word which is Mm -hmm. very fair so i will just stick to deaf um as we know that that is a term that is 
encouraged by the deaf community. Um, yes, 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 yes. Well, I love that. Yes, that's oh, a good thank idea. you. Communication. Okay. Ah. Uh, did you hear that? No, you didn't hear it. Don't worry. Ignore me. It didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> I did, and then I heard your immediate. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I'd muted the TV. I had only paused it, and um, Sky had decided that it was done with pausing and wanted to play. So that was the panic, FYI, listeners. I was not smooth. I'm sure that Sizzle was like just ignoring it so that I could be super smooth about it, but smooth isn't in my blood. <laughs> I'm a very panicky person. Um, so I feel like I should just address it outright. Um, sorry, I've fixed it yes. now. <laughs> like me when I'm trying to be covert in my meetings and I'm just on Instagram and then my phone volume isn't on silent and I accidentally switch to reels which are fucking loud for no reason and Instagram now has a new feature where it'll play a reel even when the app is not open what? yeah I I was gonna demonstrate and I was like this is just going to be an audio an oral assault yeah yeah. <laughs> oral. I feel like I have to say that word so slowly so that I know I'm not saying oral. Oral, oral no. Oral. Oral. Assault. Yes. But yeah, like you'll switch to, at least on my phone and device, you I'll accidentally click reels. I will exit out of the app and my phone will be playing and I'm like, what is going on? And then it's always Instagram. That's gross, Instagram. Mr. Zuckerberg stop just stop okay in short no every decision you've made in the past five years has been wrong so just stop doing it (laughs) go to your corner go yes go answer boosie boosie's suing mark zuckenberger time out until you restore Boosie's life. He just wants to see pussy lips on the grab. Don't we all, Mark Zuckerberg? Demon times not just for Twitter, Mark. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Boosie, what is... Oh, wow. What a mess. Um, Yes. Okay. Okay, we're going to move into our... We're going to talk now. We're going to go into a topic, aren't we? We're going to talk about it. Yeah, it's about... <laughs> no, you can't do that and expect me to know what song you was expecting. To... You started with a rhythm was, and a melody. I was going so many directions. <laughs> like, it's my brain short-circuited. Okay, okay, fine. Because I was just going to be like, we're going to talk about love, and then I was just going to be like, what's love got to do with it? And then I was going to do it to the tune of let's talk about sex, and then I was just like, let's end, and then my brain just... It just couldn't. Okay, fair enough. I thought you were looking at me like I must know from the two notes you did what song it was meant to come up, and I just didn't yeah. know what it was. I didn't. That was... Um, we just... This podcast just needs to move to nonverbal communication, because that's where we thrive. Yes. Listeners, I'm sure you'd enjoy listening to us not make any noises. Um, maybe we, we just should... sit in silence and stare at each other mm. and laugh occasionally. Yes, yes. <laughs> Sounds like a groundbreaking podcast. <laughs> um, yes, okay. Now, see, now my brain has blanked. 
thanks ADHD because I can't think of any song with love in it and there are so many um, ah! <laughs> okay I'm going to do the one you said with what's Never love knew got to do what you were missing hold on what is that you so cool I'm just singing it badly oh. off key Oh, okay. I thought you knew by me belting love. Everyone knows love. Never knew what I was missing. I found, I found, I found you. It was just beautiful. No, no, it was beautiful. I don't know why I'm laughing. I'm so sorry. It's perfect. I'm a professional singer. Um, you know what's actually really funny somebody on twitter posted obviously i'm assuming it's just a white media company um re posted the fact that ashanti's and keisha cole's versus is postponed yet again due to covid mm -hmm. ashanti tested negative and then they put monica up but i was just sort of like i don't know what anybody except for ashanti looks like so i would have been easily fooled because I remember seeing Keisha Cole talk to Nicole Bayer recently about being a chef and that just kind of popped up on my Twitter feed and I think it was on like Strong Black Lead or something and I was just sort of like the name suggests to me that you were a singer from my childhood but nothing else is <laughs> <laughs> the face blindness is real um... I just <laughs> I just never know what celebrities look like mm. like i have to really like consume a lot of your content and have a deep bond with you that spans the 3d it exceeds it and if i don't then you are just any person on the street yeah what a sad life for them not for you for them not not you know just not being known by you it's it's their loss i'm honestly. sure they are staying up a lot <laughs> thinking about it because the designer I follow was like announced, um, revealed their relationship to a famous like rapper, and everyone was in the comments being like, "Oh my god, you too! I can't believe!" And I was like, "Who the fuck is this nigga?" I, like, I mean, to be fair, just with rappers, <laughs> I feel like there's just too many for me to keep up with. Like a decade ago, there were like ten rappers. No, there weren't. <laughs> there were ten rappers. Okay. <laughs> to you and it was easy i knew who they were <laughs> who were the 10 who would it account them <laughs> jay-z nelly nas eminem there's four of them <laughs> <laughs> um common uh lil wayne uh 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 Lil Kim, no wait, was she still making music ten years ago? I don't know. Foxy Brown, I've got it to eight. Look, there were ten rappers. Now every letter of the alphabet is consumed by a, a rapper, and I don't know who any of them are. Okay, I only know who YBN Corday is because he's dating Naomi Osaka. Um, I was about to say Simone Biles. Oh, babe. Come on now. Come on. I don't know people. Okay. It's just like celebrity culture. I am so above it because I exist solely in the 5D. <laughs> you guys think you're famous, I... but not to be. Okay. The only people I, I see are ancestors. Sent... <laughs> I have 
transcended humanity. <laughs> I am solely in the astral plane, okay? <laughs> I don't know you. I don't know who you are or what you're doing. <laughs> um, okay, well. I say that as I'm here crocheting. I'm already, like, an old person. Because I remember when TikTok, like, blew up across all generations... And I think based on all of the information I have, I'm a baby millennial or an old Gen Z. Like, I am literally on the cusp. Yeah, you're right on the cusp, yeah. And then my cousin was like, yeah, have you joined TikTok? And I was like, listen, there are too many apps. <laughs> I cannot do this. There's tr- there was Triller, there was InShot, there was that Kriller. There was one that started with a C that wasn't Triller. I don't know what you're talking about. Like the short videos, like they were sequences of apps about making short, like funny videos before TikTok blew up. Krilla sounds like those pastries called Krillas. Are you talking about a pastry? No, I'm talking about an app. I don't think the app existed. I think you're making it it up. Trilla definitely existed. No, Trilla did. But also, I will say, I'm an older millennial than you. Although not an old millennial. You're a baby millennial. Because Beyonce is actually an old millennial. I think she's at the top of millennials and she's like 40. She's not 40 yet. No, but like like 40. Don't age the queen. Okay, well. She also exists outside of the world. Essentially. I'm in space. (laughs) Millennials could be my parent no they couldn't actually that's too old that's okay so i am a baby millennial but i feel like sometimes like an old millennial because i never got onto vine didn't know about it tiktok just what do you mean you didn't know about Vine? no like i knew it existed but like (laughs) whenever people like oh this funny vine i'm like what like the whole macaroni in a pot thing being a vine i was like i did not know this yeah apparently this is why i'm gen z this is too this is too... too old for you You've got an excuse. You were like in your crib when this happened, but apparently there was a famous. I was in the womb, actually, in my chrysalis form. I had not yet raced Earth with my presence. Yeah, there was a famous vine where the guy said to his mum that the macaroni in the pot sounded like pussy, and then she slapped him. Um, I'm gonna have to look that up. And that guy. Then everyone was like, oh my god, Cardi B referenced Vine. And I was like, my god, I am just out of the loop. So Vines, no. And TikTok just feels old. I feel too old. Like, I only know TikToks from Twitter. Like, I watch TikToks on Twitter. Mm. And the concept Twitter's of... Twitter's just like the universal arbitrator of all good content. So you know you've made it onto Twitter. Yes. It's funny. Yes. And that's good for me. You don't have me. to waste your time. That's good for me because I just don't think I've got the mental capacity to try and decode another app and then try and work out what content is good for that app. I already struggle with like, should I post this thing on Instagram? And then I inevitably don't. I, I don't. Now I've got to be like, can I post this on TikTok? Is this funny? Or is it a dance? Is it a challenge? Do people still do the cinnamon challenge? What content should I create for TikTok? <laughs> I don't know. It's just too no, much that for was me. Ten years ago, <laughs> it's just too much. It actually was when there were only eight rappers. That's the yeah, and and five YouTubers, and Glozell was one of them. And I actually watched her do that cinnamon challenge. I was like, what's happening? I never got into Glozell. I mean, she was a lot. But that's when it was easy to go on YouTube and find a famous YouTuber because there were five. Mm. 
remember that's how I found out about Cheska Lee. Oh, I know who that is. Yes, you do. Okay, I'm looking out. I'm looking at <laughs> I know you do. Yes. I'm not sure if you follow her because she used okay. to do MTV Decoded and then they brought it back. Lee. Cheska Lee. IMDB. Francesca. Is it this one? She was like, shit, white girl say. Oh! That was the YouTube video that made her famous. Oh, yes, 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 yes. I know who that is. I do. I remember thinking at the finding out that she was married or about to get married to a white guy, and then thinking, like, oh, this is interesting based on all the media that you've put out. I mean. Now they're divorced, and I am the seer of all worlds. <laughs> yeah no i actually follow her on twitter but i didn't i know you do i'll be honest i didn't put together that that's who that was because um she looks different she does not <laughs> she, does she not. actually doesn't but she was just wearing a blonde wig in these videos and i, I didn't i didn't put two and two together just a party city blonde wig <laughs> it is, a, it is. <laughs> i just really it's didn't know even... who that was but yeah <laughs> Okay, yeah, no, I do know who that is, lol. Okay, well. And I feel that this is a nice segue into <laughs> our actual, you know, curry goat and stoopies of today's mm. episode. Red pea soup. Which mm. is, oh, I hate pea soup. Oh. I hate pea soup with a passion. I love it. Okay, we won't, we won't get into that because we'll get distracted again. You? If you ever want me to slap you quick, puts pea soup. <laughs> Okay. I mean, I don't make it, so I won't do that. I just like to have it mostly at nine nights because we don't really cook it in my house. It's like a nine night treat for me. What's a nine night? Speak English. A nine night? You've never been to a nine night with your Jamaican parentage and ancestry? No? What's a nine nine night? Is that only Jamaican British people then? Probably. Okay, my brother's nodding in the corner. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because you guys aren't really Jamaican. Let me say that. <laughs> How dare Shots you? Shots fired. No, that I thought it was just something that all Jamaicans said. I didn't think it was a Jamaican-British thing. Okay, well, anyway, nine nights after somebody dies, you have a nine night. So you just you just stand there. <laughs> you don't just stand What's... there. <laughs> it's like a little... For nine nights. <laughs> you get together you eat food and you're like so it's been nine nights isn't it yep um that's pretty much it yeah i thought that was a oh is that only jamaican british thing who knew i mean i'm sure someone knew there was a play called nine night that i remember and a book yeah Mm. and i had no idea but based on i'm trying to find out who it was and if there are We'll figure this out. I'm going to talk to my ancestors, but it's not something... And I've been to many a Jamaican funeral, and uh, this is not... Something not you've been to? Luck. Interesting. I've been to a whole bunch of funerals. That was, like, my childhood. Just going to funerals. This isn't even me being funny. Just straight up. I have not been to that many, but, yeah. We had a night-night for my dad. I was like, what the hell's going on? I was not even, I was not even really conscious, but I turned up, there was food, drink. Yeah, there's always food. A lot of people I had never met before, but apparently had met me, you know, typical Jamaican That's things. That's my favourite, yeah, mm-hmm. every single, 
And now it's happening to me where, like, my cousin who um, passed, like, he would never remember me. And I'm like, how many different times do I need to appear in your life? <laughs> For you to know who I am. <laughs> you ungrateful <laughs> little thing. And I know it's not because you're young because I keep coming and I come back regularly and you don't talk to me. And then you keep acting brand new. And I'm like, I am not that much older than you. Oh, oh. <laughs> okay, that's embarrassing. Years. I thought it was like a, like a seven-year-old. I was like, mm, okay, but no. No. Like I was four-something years? Okay, that's, yeah, that's, nah, not great. Okay, so yeah, we're talking about Nine Nights, and we have not started talking about what we were meant to talk about today. So, what? As I... <laughs> What's love got to do? Got to do with Everything. What's love but a secondary emotion? And I took my mom to see the Tina Turner musical because we love Tina Turner. Was it good? And it's, yeah, it is literally my life's mission to meet Auntie Tina. I just need the universe to make it happen because I will actually cry. I don't think there are many people who I will become like an inconsolable, like, pudding in front of <laughs> but put me in front of tina turner dear god and ancestors please before she leaves this earthly realm i just need her to like caress my arm and call me baby just once, just Aww, once. that's cute okay we're gonna make it happen it will happen um but yes we okay are starting off our North American Black History Month series by talking about black stuff. Shock. Uh, but specifically, black love in media. Because it's also the month of Valentine's Day and I love love. Yeah, and everyone is, like, going to be alone for Valentine's Day, so we're going to give you some vicarious love. I won't because be. Because cuffing I season be. is, you know, okay, you won't be, but cuffing season has been reduced, uh, eliminated, some may say, uh, in the UK. It is will be... fully in action. Well. Because nothing can stop love. Yes, but a pandemic. <laughs> um, no, so yes, we're going to talk about love. The, the good, the bad, the ugly. The in- um, Do you want to kick us off? I feel like we're doing this tag team thing here. Yeah, tag me in. <laughs> I will talk about um, some love. I'm trying to work out what I want to talk about first. So, when we decided we were going to do love in media i kind of was trying to think about what were like my earliest memories of black love um depressingly a lot of those when i looked at them with my today eyes are very toxic and gross but they were love at the time um and then i want to think about like what healthy portrayals of black love have i seen now, the first one I'm going to talk about, I think, is going to be a surprise because it's not in a show that was about love and this is kind of a secondary character. 
But one of the things that came to my head straight away when we spoke about this um, was that So Raven. That So Raven is the future I can see. Um, because Raven's mom. She did not age well. Hey, I like Raven. Um, anyway, Raven's mom <laughs> is the one of the few dark-skinned women I can remember being married to a black person and also she had natural hair for I think all mm-hmm. of the show um the entirety yeah so whilst the show didn't you know center on her love in that sense um it was just something that was quite prominent to me because I can't there aren't that many dark-skinned women as we kind of touched on at the beginning of this episode that are placed in love situations or lead situations and if they are they definitely don't have uh natural hair so the first yeah that was the first thing that I wanted to talk about like in a, and in Disney Channel as well which I think is quite again unexpected like I wouldn't expect Disney Channel of all no, places no it was very of the time like when that's so even came out there were so many black shows on Disney Channel because I remember like moving to North America and that being like you I could just get turned around and get slapped with black stories mm. like in TV and then as soon as I started getting towards like my older ages of like elementary school to high school that's when it disappeared mm. there were so many black stories like one-on-one was airing like sister sister were airing and these weren't replays um half and half like coming towards the end the parkers was airing then like the spin-off to moesha girlfriends was still on i was too young to be watching it that's a raven was there proud family was there monique also voiced by like raven at the time was in like there were so many black people in things and it was in like the more white shows they were still like side characters but i remember that era very um strongly and being like you could not go anywhere without being slapped with a black character and then that went away Mm. yeah well yeah you are you're not wrong there definitely was a kind of late 90s early noughties to mid noughties i guess like there was a time where there was just like a lot of black shows you are correct um but i guess in hindsight it surprises me that disney would green light a show with a black woman um with natural hair but you know um for some reason at that time it was acceptable it was cool they were happy to make those shows so yeah that was just the first one that i wanted to talk about i'm gonna tag back over to you uh what did you want to talk about in terms of black love in media it's just general just thinking about like all the content that it consume and like what it means to me um like i have a huge cultural gap in that like i've never watched any of the 90s classics where i've always heard about um i was gonna say basketball story but that is mixing up 
something. I you can't even remember what the movie's called. I think Santa Latham's in it. Um, is that how you say your name? I have no idea. But like the '90s um, black love classics, I know I've never seen, and I've never really been interested in seeing them. But there's a lot that's come out. Like even it might be two. Yeah, it was definitely two years ago because it wasn't 2020. Because as we know, the world ended. Um, actually, it might have been 2020. The photo. I'm thinking about the photograph with Issa Rae, because after that sort of drought that you know, like we talked about, it was 2020. The photograph came out last year. Um, I remember in 2011 being introduced to the misadventures of Awkward Black Girl on YouTube, and being introduced to Issa Rae as being like a very you know like awkward um like sitting outside the you know conventions of blackness where um being in high school that's where i felt and not really being around like that many black people in a lot of my classes and even though the misadventures of um awkward black girl did not focus on black love and it was actually making a point about at least in my view of like what desirability meant for a black woman in like an interracial relationship um but i really like fell in love with isa at that moment and what her representations like were going to do for black love particularly being like dark skin uh, particularly being somebody who like has always like worn their hair you know, natural, um, and then struggling with feelings of desirability as a result of all of that. And then seeing her, you know, come up with Insecure as well as um, the photograph and watching her and Lakeith at Steinfeld. I have to be honest, I haven't watched the photograph yet. I also haven't actually watched the Misadventures. No, what was it called? We got good black, whatever, Issa Rae's. Misadventures of Our There we go. It was both the things. It was both the things. I haven't watched either, um, but have watched Insecure. Obviously, we reference it a lot on this show, so um, that shouldn't come as a surprise to any listeners. Um, and I do love um Issa Rae but I feel like you want to talk a bit about the photograph we can talk about Insecure afterwards but okay, please don't spoil the... it for me just give me general themes if possible because I would like the to watch fact it that you've not seen the misadventures of awkward black girl is actually blasphemous that's fine <laughs> no I don't mind you spoiling that for me and it is fine because you've not watched any Denzel Washington movies so here we go we're both being blasphemous this week Denzel is not blasphemous. Issa is literally shaping the fate of our media as we speak. Denzel is a relic. No, he's not. No. Also, like, (laughs) (laughs) it was much easier to see Denzel than it was to see... Like, I never... Issa never even came across my consciousness until Insecure came out. And I'm sure it wasn't the first season of Insecure either. I don't even know when... Actually, no, I tell a lie. I think Sky did pick up the first season when it came out. Um, but then it didn't pick up the others until last year, um, I think. But anyway, yes, um, we've both done things and we are where we are. Talk to me about the photograph without spoiling it, because that is new. That did come out this year, and I do not. 
last year oh my god we're in 2021 yeah i mean that came out last year and i have a backlog of media so yes uh all right i'll keep it high level and try not to be shocked and humiliated at the fact that you've not seen misadventures of awkward black girl uh, but the photograph might actually be one of my favorite um, black rom-coms. It was just very sweet. And Lakeith Steinfeld, first of all, is fine as fuck. Mm-hmm. And also an amazing actor. His mm-hmm. versatility. Mm-hmm. But we're not here We're not here to talk about his versatility. Also as a baby, which is just pissing me off that everybody fine has a baby. Like, that seems to be the new rite of passage. Did he have a baby with that girl that used to be in the Mindy Project? Yeah. Oh. I don't know if they're still together. Oh. Well, oh, I think. Mm. Okay. I mean, like, it works out for me, because, like, part of me is just hoping <laughs> <laughs> that one day I will get to lick his face in a way that won't implode his relationship. But... Did you hear that he was moaning on Clubhouse for $300? Did you see that thing happen on Twitter? I also can't get behind all these pandemic, like, let's let's get together. But he was just moaning for $300? Yeah, so Clubhouse is this new app, which I am not getting because, like, I'm no, really... No, I know what it is, oh. but I was just... Well, let's read just saw it come up. listeners don't know. It's an app, a listening app. You just get in rooms and you chat and stuff and listen. Um, so it's like house party, but with no without turning your video on. Yeah, and the uh, it's all very exclusive, and you need invites, and it's in beta mode or whatever, whatever, whatever. Anyway, there was some clubhouse room that was like, you can get. I think it was three hundred dollars. If you, as a man, it was specifically for men, like come on this clubhouse at room and moan um and then everyone was like Nikita's is in this room and i was like what the fuck is going on somebody recorded it and all i've got to say is what is happening in this world i was so confused because i'm not here to judge people's moans although i would say that his moan was not what i expected uh okay, much higher pitch than i was expecting but also, I'm, I'm gonna have to look this up. <laughs> it was just like everybody was responding to it, like they were on some kind of one-on-one cam chat or something, or like sexting. And I was like, why am I just listening to random people moaning at each other? And they're like, mm, yeah, daddy, yeah. And I was just like, why? What's happening? I don't understand. I don't know what the purpose of this room is. And it was just very confusing. Um, it's just being further and further disconnected from touch just does some things you know really it does people are starved starved and only fans is not giving them what they need remember last summer we're getting too far off topic but it was just like on twitter all the girls were like lusting after various disney animals and I was like, it's just like, oh, <laughs> is it just me? Or was Scar kind of fine, though? <laughs> like, why is this a huge internet discussion? We yeah. Talking. It's like, we just. But also relatable. Not really Scar, I, I but I Teenage just... Simba. No. Okay. All right. So back onto the photograph. <laughs> So it's a parallel love story where Mei, which is Isu's character, 
um, finds out more about her mother and her like how her life and how she loved because it features our other bay Yolan Noel. Mm. Moment of silence for <laughs> AKA Daniel on Insecure. I'm so glad you said that because I didn't know. Yeah, because I was. knew. I knew, right? Just like, okay. <laughs> okay, right. So, yes, okay. I'm setting the scene. Yeah. So he was in the past with like May's mom. And then in the future, we sort of watch May discover her mom's love and learn more about her while she's also discovering her own with Lakeith. And I just thought it was like very cute. Mm. Um, and I just loved how it was just a really sweet love story of, like, Black people. And one thing, now that we're seeing a resurgence in the um, Black love in the media, and I'm a whore, a big old whore for rom-coms, and, like, for such a long time, all, like, the Black stories were, you know, like, the traditional like black American tales and they were very much tied to the church mm. and to loving like somebody who was either really involved in the church or church being like a huge like back drop of the meat of the movie which you know is... the only son who could ever reach me was the son of a preacher man sorry I just had to get it out because it was playing in my head as soon as you said church uh carry on I dated a preacher's son. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> yeah, that's a story for another day. But, <laughs> uh, like, that was just never something that I could relate to. So I was always, you just keep bothering. <laughs> yeah, no, it's in my head. Like, I can't, I think I've got echolalia with it now. I can't stop it. So just, I'll try not to bop too much, but just carry on. It's fine. You're bopping as you're saying that. <laughs> I'm just gonna have to not look at you but you know like I it's just part of like seeing myself it's like I could never see myself in those stories which is why I wanted like a neutral black love story mm. uh, where it's like the photograph played into and I actually watched um have yourself a merry little Christmas with the queen Kelly you're bopping <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't stop it right now. Like, the song is just in my head. Hello, autism. There you go. That's my ding, ding, ding autism plug for, for this week. Um, the sound is repeating in my head and I can't stop it. So, and I can't not move when I hear songs in my head either. So, <laughs> so this is for the rest of the episode. Um, but Very Little Christmas is with Kelly Rowland, and I think she's going to be the new face of Lifetime movies. And I really liked it. I really, really liked Merry Little Christmas. And then there was a part two. But I'm not sure if the Merry, it was just called Merry Little Christmas 2. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. I didn't even know about the movie until you told me about it. But I'm all here for Calandria um, acting and giving us some romance because she's so she gorgeous. She can actually act because Beyonce can't, and that is just an honest. Oh, B. We love you for you're trying, though. S- but yes, you're good at so many things. <laughs> um, she can act. That's a definite plus, and she's just lovely to look at. And who wouldn't want a romance with her? Um, but I'm interested in like the black love representation in sort of any media that you know changed you in some way. Mm, what a question 
changed me in some it's way. Because I exist in the 5D. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have to think. I have to think about what's changed me. Because also I tend to forget a lot of what happened in my life. So even remembering it happened, I saw it, is a, is a struggle in and of itself. Um, yay trauma. No, <laughs> I digress. Okay, what changed me? So I think, right, girlfriends changed me. And I haven't rewatched it and I think I might not rewatch Don't. it. Because I think that it needs to exist in the place that I saw it at when I was younger. Yeah, where I'm not like, oh, transphobia, first episode? Mm, Please, no thank you. Um, But I just, I feel like, especially because a lot of media that I was consuming at the time was white, um, Mm. having it with four female black leads, um, being loved I just think that was quite a new thing for me to see um an ensemble cast like that because I guess I'm getting a parallel in my head not that this not that the style of the shows was similar but at that time I was very much watching a lot of sex in the city and obviously Mm. like there's no black woman in there the only time there's like black men in there they're very fetishized Gabrielle Union Gabrielle Union's in Sex in the City what who is when was she in Sex in the City did I what yeah, it's like, uh, I'm pretty sure that this is true, but let me just continue. Okay, well, regardless, the main characters were four white women anyway, so very much centred around their love, and then any black people in it, it was like a... Like when Blair Underwood was in it, I mean, he's fine, but like it was just, you know, it's not really centred around black love. Um, so it was just like seeing that kind of similar ensemble cast and the ups and downs, but with black women and also with them kind of asserting themselves. Um, that was quite seminal to me, I would say. I'm not sure if I'd say pivotal. Um, but also one-on-one was big for me. I think just because I really fancied, um, what's his name? Even though he's a light bright. What is his name? I actually forgot. Oh, the... Um with the eyes Uh, yes yeah yeah i see i didn't do enough research for this for this episode because i always forget people's names sometimes i'm really good with names like it always scares people how i can remember actors names when i see their faces but if i don't see their faces i cannot um like i just can't i just can't robert richard is his actual name the character's name is come on IMDB <laughs> Arnez yeah, Arnez it was like my, in my peak when I was really into light skin niggas like I mean yeah they were just like self. end game I was very much like I love these two and I love him and I love it all um, and one on one was a show that I just remember loving 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 growing up as well so it was good but um i feel like those are the few positive ones because i think the other ones when i think about relationships and black love and movies particularly a lot of the movies i watched portrayed like quite toxic um black love like i think the thing that keeps coming into my head is baby boy and also 
hustle and flow and how Taraji could just never love a man that deserved her. <laughs> it was always trauma. Like always. I've never seen any of those. Have you not? What part what part of like anything black <laughs> I have probably not seen? <laughs> black and iconic? Okay. Well, <laughs> fine. Um, <laughs> Baby Boy is something I had watched and rewatched when I was younger, although I haven't watched it in years, and I really only remember certain bits of it. Also, they keep putting that sex scene on Twitter, so I've seen that bit quite a lot recently. Okay. Um, like you said, the girls are thirsty and they're lonely, <laughs> and touch is a is an issue um, right now. People also keep putting anime, like not hentai, like literally sex scenes in anime on oh. twitter which is like cool um anyway i digress i digress we're just um, all horny yeah we are um because I, I loved hustle and flow love it you know it's hard out here for a pimp when he's trying to get this money for the rent anyway that means nothing to you all i can tell you is that was a spot-on rendition of taraji singing the song hustle and flow um <laughs> But yeah, in those shows, it was very much like the black woman was secondary to the black man and actually had to uphold a whole... She had to suffer a lot of trauma um, to help the black man get to wherever it was he needed to be um, in the case of Hustle and Flow for him to hustle and flow. And flow. (laughs) (laughs) I think, to be quite honest, that's a lot of the reason why I haven't um, seen those types of movies Mm. is because, like, my mom, um, shout out to Mama Sousa, like, has always been very picky about the type of media that she consumes when it comes to modern day stuff. So growing up, I watched a lot of black and whites. And when I'm talking about old movies, I mean, like, real old movies like movies that were made in the 30s and 40s and 50s, like actual Mm -hmm. old movies. Um, Oh my God, they're going to be 100 years soon. Jesus Christ, (laughs) our Lord and Savior. Amen. (laughs) I thought you were going to kick off with Preacher Son, but no. No. I'm bringing that back. But like, and I think that's, Oh, even though my mom is a light bright and she's going to kill me for saying that but she does not see herself. <laughs> You've seen my mom. You know who <laughs> <laughs> it's just the amount of like suffering, which is why like I was never really interested, um, to the point where I had like a huge aversion to like black stories being told by black people because mm. it was the way that they represented like black women that never sat right with my spirit it wasn't just like the church it was just the amount of suffering mm. um that black women had to go through and it was like they were never like celebrated even in our own stories mm. the one thing i remember though of deliver us from eva was starring gabrielle <sighs> union i looked it up she was not in sex in the city i don't know who i'm thinking of but i know somebody other than blair underwood showed up in sex in are the you city thinking about the movie and um jennifer hudson no Okay, I don't know. <laughs> I've seen Sex in the City multiple times from start to finish. Um, um, so <laughs> I'm going to have to go back and hunt down this black person who I know is in the show. <laughs> <laughs> but 
like deliver us from Eva where you know like the strong angry black woman was actually humanized in a way and I may be giving the movie too much credit but I have I did see it recently I saw it last summer um, and I thought the sex scene was a lot spicier than it actually was because I watched it when I was a lot younger and I went being like ooh and then I watched <laughs> it last summer it's like, we barely see anything. The like, most take off your... <laughs> disappointing thing for me is remembering old things that I thought were really, really saucy and then realising they were only saucy because I was eight. And then going <laughs> yeah. back to watch it and just being like, oh, that was just it. like, where's your penis? Oh, cool, <laughs> <laughs> We want to see fluids. <laughs> <laughs> but she got humanized in a way where you know we understood why she had to be like the strong black woman like Mm. she wasn't like merciless and like LL Cool J fell in love with her because of her strength like yes it was a bet and that's a huge just rom-com trope of the naughties but I think that's the taste breaker as it were for um black representation black love representation in film where now I'm more interested in like the stories of black love that come out now and I'm way more receptive to that because I think there's a higher chance of them you know not showing dark-skinned black women in particular having to go through the ringer Mm. you know and seeking sort of validation through like interracial relationships and speaking of Gabrielle Union because she's today's sponsor shout out to you Gabby (laughs) (laughs) I remember in her book or when she had just written her book or in old interviews or in what's now an old interview but wasn't at the time talking about her past past self remember she had a okay (laughs) getting meta I am a 5d human (laughs) Where she was talking about, like, why she sought out, you know, affection from maybe not necessarily, like, white men, but, like, light-skinned black men, because they were talking about desirability, like, being dark-skinned and being validated by somebody, like, a Richard... Richard. Robert Richard. (laughs) (laughs) Richard, Richard, Richard! We need to move to nonverbal. <laughs> but somebody like a Robert, no, his name is just Richard Richard. Dick Richards. <laughs> Richard Richards. Uh, was like somebody to, you know, like desire after because there was a particular like validation like in the black community mm. and being so like we're light skins get like transcend um in a certain way because they're exotic enough for non-blacks um and yet they still are black Mm. where like dark-skinned women just get shot on from kingdom come and then to be desired by somebody who sort of quote-unquote transcends obviously there are a lot of like socio-political like implications with that Mm. just from a from a like a very baseline thing saying like oh they transcend that so there's a part of my worth and my desirability that gets validated from them wanting me yeah and that's 
And that's why I'll continue to be sort of disappointed in certain things that come out now that sideline black characters and sideline dark skinned black women. And why, like, I am so fucking fed up of, and it makes me want to write and it makes me want to cast, and maybe I should get in this, unlike my natural hair journey, YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I shall answer the calls of my ancestors. Um, and write something and cast it because I am tired of like black women in particular being told like, hey, you guys have, you're, you're leading this. And then it's somebody who's already um, meeting those expectations of desirability. Mm. They're not dark skin. They are, you know, have the right kind of curly hair. They're the right kind of pretty. They are the right kind of mannerisms, which is why Issa Rae spoke to me on such like a visceral lesson visceral um level playing mm. <laughs> actual projection and i am so so eternally grateful that i found her when i did but i because i honestly don't know what would have happened to my self-esteem if i had not found somebody who was as awkward not as a, that's a, i was never <laughs> from... disclaimer <laughs> Like, but in a way where I feel like if I had the confidence to be that awkward, I would have been. <laughs> I would have been. Yeah. And that's why she spoke to me and said, because she wasn't refined. She wasn't, you know, strong. She wasn't uncalculating. She wasn't heartless. She was genuinely just herself. Mm. And it was just like a part of what Issa calls just black people being regular and just... I want more regular love stories in that way, which is why I liked Merry Little Christmas, um, but and why I love the photograph so much, because nothing profound happened. It was just people falling in love. Mm. We got to see somebody just fall in love. Yeah. Very little, like... Which is such a rare thing. Love. And then, <laughs> yeah, for that to be, like you said, like with the dark-skinned black women, like just seeing that visibly, because even like... I'm thinking about movies coming out at the moment that I'm maybe excited to see. Or, well, so I was excited. I still am excited to see Sylvie's Love because it is a love story with black people. Um, but I can't ignore the fact that Tessa Thompson is the lead. And Arja Naomi... Wait, what's that her name? Arja... Ugh. The gorgeous girl from How to Get Away with Murder. I think it's Reggie's Naomi Smith. Reggie's in it? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Roger is also in it. Our light, bright uh, Duke husband. Um, oh. <laughs> and it just, like, people have described it as a very gentle love story, which I, I just, I want to see it from that perspective because we don't get a lot of love stories. Like you said, where there isn't a huge amount happening. There's not a huge amount of, like, necessarily trauma, but it's just, like, falling in love. Um... But yeah, like I said, you, you can't watch that without being aware that that love story has been made okay for black people because Tessa Thompson is the lead. And I love Tessa. She's gorgeous. But she's very, she's gorgeous in a way that very much fits with society. Yeah, she's very conventionally. Conventional. She's light, bright, you know, she's she's got her phenotypically, like she's got a proximity to whiteness that is palatable. And that's how come she gets to be in Marvel movies and other types of things. Um, so even while watching that, which I'm sure I'll enjoy it, there's always just something in the, black of, in the back, in the back of your head, lol. <laughs> <laughs> there's 
always something in the back of your head that is like where is that dark skin representation which is why Issa is great and no I haven't I haven't seen her stuff from the beginning but like Insecure both of the main female characters who are going through their women. love journeys which are just women. you know we're just calling them women women yes um are dark skinned both of them mm-hmm. you know there is no need to be you know okay we can only have one on the screen and we need to support her with you know zendaya who again i love but you know is mixed race very very light skinned like she is of course she was going to be like the black mary jane of course she was going to be in the yeah Spider-Man. exactly like, exactly the likelihood of them giving us somebody who looks like you and i that kind of lead in those spaces yeah. minuscule absolutely and, just, and there's like and I don't know what the cognitive dissonance is where people see dark-skinned black men um, and then equate that to sort of the same types of representation strides that have been made in mainstream media and being like, oh yeah, like we see dark-skinned black people fall in love in mainstream. And it's like, no, we see dark-skinned black men. Because mm. yeah. I can rarely recall... Um, movies featuring like interracial love that doesn't have a dark-skinned black man like seeing a light bright with like a white woman isn't like unconventional but it's like i feel like dark-skinned black men in movies and tv shows in particular get paired up with white women a lot but there's a lot more of that kind (laughs) or like light skins with other light skins occasionally like light skins with white um, people, whether that be like a man or a woman, um, but I would have loved if Aja like led Sylvie's love. I didn't even know that it was a thing. Now I'm excited to watch it. But I would have also loved if we could get a dark skin period time period love story because I cannot just put into words, which is why we're moving to nonverbal contact. <laughs> <laughs> how dis- profoundly disappointed I was when I learned that Bridgerton was not going to be about a white woman and a black man. Like, I just can't just put into words how mm. profoundly disappointed I was, and I still am, because my heart really... Wa- I love love, and I love period stuff, and I would have loved for those two worlds to have met, like, even if, it was just, if the main character, Bridgerton, could have been any other race except white, I would have been happy. Because one thing I also want is more interracial love stories that don't center around whiteness. Which is yeah. when, um, Lovebirds, I was really excited for that movie. Yes. Uh, did you see it? I did, I did, I did, I did. <laughs> I, no, like, I did see it. I, I think we spoke about it, yeah. It's super cute. And... But I think that I like it more simply because, yeah, like you said, like there, it's not centered around whiteness. And I think it's really interesting that whenever people think of mixed race or interracial love, like whiteness is always centered, which shows me that people still view whiteness as the norm because it's about white and an other race when actually it's just like the desirability metric where it's like having a white person desire you as somebody who is racialized. Mm. has your attractiveness validated 
in a substantial way that we need to continue to play out those things and being like, you are desirable black person because a white person can love you. Yeah. You can have somebody take to the streets and BLM because they love your black dick. (laughs) (laughs) But I also think on the flip side, from the white people's perspective, there's the fetishization, right, as well. It's like here we're going to show you you know that fantasy that you play out where you're with this black mandingo warrior or you black are you know right or you're with the like small petite asian woman or whatever whatever racial fetishization you have like so yeah having that whiteness centered it's just it's it's exhausting it's it's, yeah so yeah, um, I haven't watched Bridgerton yet, despite the fact that Regé is my new husband, um, and I will bust it open for him, just because I don't know if I'm ready to, I just looked at the characters and I was just like, so there's some really dope black women in here, but they're not in the love bit, they're, they are given roles that are not the main romantic options, and that's upsetting. Um, and I just had to watch this woman with a weird fringe fall in love I with just... my husband <laughs> <laughs> I just don't like I get it but I also you know don't <laughs> like I understand <laughs> like I know the sociological factors at play right and like how racial like stratification um, like plays into this but I just don't understand why we in this day and age continue to and even like black women continue to put out stories and i get i know i get it because internalization of systems of oppression is real Mm -hmm. but it's still like i can understand that cognitively and emotionally be very frustrated yeah where black women are and dark-skinned black women seem to have transcended love and seem to have transcended this you know wanting to be desired and wanting to be held and wanting to be appreciated and be sought Mm. and why that is like continually a thing which is why um i find it so hard to like watch media as i said but like i over christmas um fell in love with like josh and ec who are a youtube I was going to say Christmas couple, but that makes no sense. (laughs) (laughs) They are an influencer couple. Um, And if you don't know who Josh and EC are, they met in college. They started off being best friends. And then they moved into lovers. And they got engaged last year. Top three romance trope, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Best friends for lovers. It's like a book. (laughs) (laughs) But it is... It, it and it's just and watching their vlogmas and this is their first vlogmas where they you know are obviously engaged um and the amount of like planning he did in sort of the proposal video oh i watched that with sabrina i didn't watch that with you i was like no right. you told me about <laughs> it but i haven't seen it how dare you <laughs> i am very upset with you and okay. your reluctance to love love in the way that i do okay I just I just don't have the energy to love love the way that you do. I don't. I'm not reluctant at all. But please carry on. Tell me about Josh and Isi. Um, but they've been together for almost. It's gonna be six years in February, so next month, and they got engaged last year. 
and one thing which I really like that they do, and it's, oh, I can't say this, I was gonna say something, I'm like, I, I'm a human outside of this podcast, so that part's staying redacted, but they do, like, Sunday reflections, which are relationship audits, and after, like, I learned about relationship audits just in, like, friendships, um, this summer and I was like oh yeah like this is something that I would want to bring you know in my ideal manifestation of like what my healthy loving partnership would mm. be like it would have this as a regular practice in their in like my relationship and they do that and then they had an example of that I believe in their vlogmas mm. and I was like here's a black couple she's dark skin he's a light bright and they are like embodying like very healthy practices of loving each other at this stage. Obviously, I, we only know what they show us, um, but watch Josh and Easy. I just, they're cute. I love That's that. It. That's it. That also made me think of another um, couple in media. Is it Ken and Diara? No, I don't know who that uh, is. Is it a YouTube people are, again? Yeah, I don't they watch got YouTube. They in Greece. I don't oh, watch God, YouTube. They're just like they're an influencer couple. So you know when Jackie and Dennis got engaged, like they got engaged like within the month. Like they either got engaged before or after Jackie and Dennis, and then their engagement photos in Greece like blew up. Oh, uh, maybe I've seen the photos then, but I don't know who they are. Um, I'm gonna send you screenshots. I was actually going to talk about Justine and oh, I've forgotten his name. Is it Chris? Goldlink? Caleb. 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 Oh, Caleb. From Love Island. Oh. Um, <laughs> let me just check if they're still together before I start talking about this. And I'm still going to talk about I it anyway. No, they are. Because I, I think. Pop up. Yeah. Um, but it's important anyway from a media perspective because exactly what we're talking about. Um, in terms of like black women being loved and being soft and being allowed to be loved um in media uh, the results of that come out into our real life right and then so you see reality tv shows like love island and the black girl is always picked last on that first coupling up thing no matter how light bright she is she is always picked last no matter how pretty she is in comparison to the other contestants she is always picked last and i think justine was actually at picked last and like rejected and dumped a lot um in love island before her and caleb got together um but just the fact that she won love island gave me so much joy because i think she's the first black woman to the first black couple let me not say that because amber did win in the uk whenever it was 2018 i don't know mm -hmm. time is whatever wherever we were um but justine and caleb were the first black couple to win and i have not watched love island for a while but they were all over twitter to the point that it made me like go and find yeah. on youtube like little compilations of their conversations and not only was it like a black woman just being loved loudly and like 
being soft and being all of those things which I love because we don't get to see it a lot they also had some of like what you said I don't think they (laughs) were at a point in their relationship where they were formally calling things you know relationship audits but I was just very impressed about the fact that even in Love Island which is very much a superficial search for love they were having quite um deep conversations about who they were as people who they were outside the house if they would be able to be together outside the house you know what it's like to be black in America you know at this time you know they were having very honest conversations very mature conversations Caleb had a lot of emotional maturity which you don't often see um coming from the men in the relationship you know it was just really nice to see and just to see a dark-skinned girl just being loved loudly and winning money for being loved loudly just made my summer um so on that on that uh youtube trope i had to add justine and caleb into there as well um shout there out was to you another two. couple that also got the met on a dating show and i'm trying to remember it but i deactivated like the instagram account where i know i definitely had them say say it i'm mm. hoping that this sparks something in you um the guy is light-skinned has dreads they met on a reality tv thing they got engaged over quarantine Ah. they were both wearing all white and then i remember watching i don't remember the show that they met on which is i literally did black couple reality tv i yeah i've seen the pictures and i know who you're talking about but i didn't watch the show and i don't think i even knew what the show was um i've never seen the show i just saw them on instagram and i was like oh my gosh i love your love and they're like we met on reality tv and i'm like oh yes oh what was it oh no that's gonna annoy me should i look well, mm. hopefully you find it out but just dark-skinned black woman getting loved and i know her name is nigerian i believe yeah that rings a bell i can see the pictures like i actually know the pictures you're talking about but i don't remember who they are at all i'm sorry guys if you're listening to this that's okay if you do comment (laughs) below i don't know where below is but (laughs) <laughs> send us an email or have we told people our email are we opening it up uh, no just reach us in the fifth dimension please <laughs> where we exist always at all points in time <laughs> i barely check our dms of our social and then i remember the last time i logged in there was like a message from somebody shouting us out and i'm like i don't know what this post is but thank you Oh, that's cute. I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Check our socials. <laughs> uh, sometimes. Okay. <laughs> I'm not really. No. Once. <laughs> once. <laughs> right after we had opened. <laughs> I'll be honest. Once. Um, but but no. Talk to us on our socials. I've got to link them up all together so that I can see the things and check. I wish you could have it all in one feed. That's what you should be doing, Mark Zuckerberger. Not wasting time doing whatever shit you're doing, making reels play when apps are closed. Like, let the feeds just merge together. That's useful for me. Um, anyway, do you want to talk about any more 
black love in media do you have any other things you want to say i think that's pretty much it i'm just you know at a part and in my journey where i i make sure that my media is representative of i want to say like i was gonna say the life i want to live but not even that but just (laughs) has the same qualities that relates to my life if that makes sense where Mm -hmm. if i see something that you know is out of alignment of me as a human being then I'm not going to consume it so it makes it it's making it very hard for me to like continue to want to watch like movies where dark-skinned black women aren't represented and we aren't loved and we aren't cherished and like we aren't like given much thought or foregrounded but then like I am on the plus side finding more and more media that is doing that and those are the stories that I'm cherishing. I think my new tradition is going to be to watch the photograph. The photograph can't have come out last year because I remember oh no that was if Beale Street could talk. Okay. I was like there was a <laughs> I was really gonna go to bat to this. I was like, the last Valentine's Day that I was with somebody, I was like, we were definitely, there was a movie I really wanted us to see, and it was black, and it was about love, and my partner was black. I mean, he still is black. (laughs) He didn't stop being black, because we're not together anymore. (laughs) I don't strip people of their race. Wouldn't that be cool, though? I'm I'm digressing. (laughs) I am really losing the thread of this conversation, but I, I, yes sure <laughs> the thread was tenuous to begin with because as i mentioned i am of the 5d <laughs> I, I am above you now you know this says it's like it's above me now i am it <laughs> yes <laughs> but bringing it back down to earth and the 3d uh, but it was if Beale Street could talk that's what I really wanted us to watch but it's just nice to have those representations I don't know if my life partner is going to be black that's up in the air for sure as hell will not be white because I would rather be stuck in the time loop that is the panorama and end up with a white person which sounds dramatic but I'm just there's just so much oppression and systematic racism that's just embedded in the bones that I just can't abide by. But I'm excited for my black love story, whether that is me with another black person or someone who's not black, maybe Asian. Well, I'm excited for you too. Um, yeah, uh, I don't know what I'm going to say. This is the end of this thing. <laughs> Listen, Bye. I've, I have actually reached my limits of verbosity and I don't know what I was going to say. I'm, normally I'm like, have a really profound conclusion to the topic and be super intelligent and intentional um but i'm just gonna say that black love is great and we need more honest 
depictions. We need more queer black love. We need more disabled black love. We need more dark-skinned black love. We need, you know, more love where women are allowed to be soft. Um, Also where men are allowed to be soft, where all genders are allowed to be. We need love that's not just centred on our trauma. Um... And one day I'll have a love story too. And I'll make a movie out of it. And I'll be like, oh, cute. Look at me. Cute. But what are your hopes for your own black love story? Um, Even if you don't end up with a black person. I don't know if that's even a possibility for you. Like, as you imagine it for yourself. Not literally a possibility. (laughs) Was there a memo that went out to black people that said, do not date this person? I didn't know that. is not for the blacks that's what it said it's actually a group text <laughs> oh you see well i mute all the whatsapps and that's the problem i was no, i didn't know it, i'm not part of it okay <laughs> okay well that's how we know uh, that you're not for the black <laughs> um so yeah i guess i've been trying to visualize and manifest what my love story looks like um over the kind of past few months and um it's quite hard for me because I'm having to do a lot of unlearning before I even get to that of like unworthiness um so I'm struggling to kind of bring together the ideal person on paper and the reality of me being with that person if that makes sense um but I really just want a space to be soft um And something I keep thinking about and coming back to is just somebody who sees me. And I feel like our light bright wife, Kehlani, posted something on Instagram um, recently, which was something along the lines of love is sight and sight is love. Um, But just I think the thing I crave is to be seen in all the five dimensions um mm-hmm. and to be loved in all of those not just mm-hmm. you know one part of me or not conditionally um and so th- i think that's the biggest thing a safe space to be me is what is is how i see love um it's us seeing each other in our entirety and like being on board for all of that and there's a lot of softness, I think, in what I'm viewing. I feel like, you know, we could go outside and act a fool and twerk on lampposts and whatever after the pandemic. Like, it doesn't mean we have to be soft 24-7, but I just, I see a space where when we are alone, we can just be very quiet and softly together. I think that's what my love is going to look like, except for when we are um, engaged in some kind of BDSM activities, in which case I will be a big fat brat and you can try and top me and see if you can. (laughs) (laughs) Man, I keep having like very vivid like sex dreams of what I'm assuming is me and my future partner. But it's kind of weird because I'm not really getting like a face, but like the sex we are having is... Of the astral plane. 
I love it. I love it. Do you know why I love it? Because it feels like this is midway through the movie and then one day you're going to meet them and then like when you meet them, the dreams are going to start having the face and then you'll know and then it will be like, oh, it's them. And then you'll have to find a way to say in a cool and calm way, um, not to scare you or anything, but for the past three years I've been dreaming about us having sex. So I think we're going to get married. (laughs) oh i like that yeah okay (laughs) we're manifesting (laughs) listeners we're manifest for you too not necessarily our own love because everyone's love is individual but whatever Mm -hmm. authentic story is yours um don't settle we we could just manifest like the feeling seen in love and yes, uh, yes. And that's such a deep and profound um emotion when you feel like somebody actually sees you and it happens so rarely. Because we can be in loving like friendships and being like loving partnerships, but not actually be seen. And it doesn't mean that the people around you don't love you and don't care you and don't like accept you, but it's another thing to be seen so wholly. Mm. especially in a romantic situation. Um, and that's what we can manifest for everyone, for everyone. is a love that makes them feel seen and orgasms that shatter the fabric of time and space. If Oof. you are into sex and being touched, if you are not, then maybe mental orgasms that shatter the <laughs> fabric of time and space as you can tell we have not been touched in a while yeah <laughs> yeah except for by ourselves respectively i mean individually i mean what <laughs> there's no to clarify there is no mutual masturbation no um, happening. <laughs> um but yes we do manifest that for all of you everyone deserves to feel seen um mm. and also deserves softness not just small white women but all of us um so we manifest that for you Um, and there was a tweet i saw that i keep that i was gonna send to you um but it was from my fave astrology twitter i was like this is the year best year to find love for cancer risings and i was like thank (gasps) fucking god because i am ready i am ready for love I have to prepare myself. I have to prepare myself mentally. Okay, fine. This means that wherever I end up escaping to post-pandemic is going to be key for me. So I really was trying to tune into the ancestors last night. I was looking up rent in different countries and I feel like maybe this is important because my love will be there wherever it is. Okay, we need to talk about this after we end, but shall we wrap up with Black Joy? Yes. So that we can detail our manifestations to each other. Yes, 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 yes. Detail your manifestations, my loves, to the person sitting on your left. Mm. If you're in a social bubble of one, then to the first person on your Twitter page. Maybe not. They might be like, who are you? I don't know you. Um, But whoever it feels right to do it to. share in love. (laughs) Indeed, indeed. But Uh, what's been, I'm just going to start this because you started the topic and we're tag teaming. mm -hmm. 
Um, what's been bringing me joy is actually dun, 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 Star Trek <gasps> Discovery. Also, I watched the movie Addicted, which I found so fucking hilarious that this black woman who's in everything but whose name I can't remember. Addicted. Um, but she was married to Boris fucking Kojo. I want you to remember what Boris Kojo looks like. If you do not look him up, have that mental image in your mind. Yeah. She was married to Boris fucking Kojo in this movie. And it turns out that she is a sex addict and risk it all for this mediocre white man who just happens to be Latino. And like, okay, I'm seeing the picture. Okay, this movie has got seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> is that because it's got a black lead or is it because it's bad? It. No, I enjoyed it, but I saw it unfold and I was like, "You're the casting director looked at Boris Kojo and was like, yeah, this is this is the man that she's going to risk it all for. And, <laughs> and they've got Tyson Beckford in here and they chose yeah. this man what, William Levy, is that who that is? This white man? Oh, bless. She is someone that stays booked and busy but you never really know her name. Um. but a comedy but I started Star Trek Discovery and it's bringing me a lot of joy and there's a lot of like interracial relationships that don't center on whiteness ooh and because is it am I right in thinking that it's got a black lead a woman for Star Trek Discovery Nikwa I think I just followed her on my finsta which is where i exist now oh do you follow me on your finsta how do i know where you no, are i don't follow anybody on my finsta Ooh, i think okay. actually i follow one person on my finsta okay well in my actual life i'm i'm undecided if i want to follow real people because i kind of like the fact that no one messages me on my finsta mm. whereas like on my instagram it became like a real thing of people messaging me trying to have real conversations and I'm like, you have my number, which is why I find it kind of annoying when people are like, what happened to your Instagram? Like, you can't contact me. Mm. And like... Fair enough. I, I just don't... But that was a rant for another another day. Yes. Um, <laughs> okay, so... Oh, all that time the... and I didn't prepare. Shazad is the gorgeous, gorgeous Shazad Latif. Gorgeous... She is, um, oh, stunning, yes. Yeah, it is Sonequa. Sonequa Martin-Green. But it's spelt uniquely. Um, so S-O-N-E-Q-U-A Martin-Green. Um, and her family is gorgeous. Oh, she's got kids. Yeah. Um, and then... Oh, she's 35. Oh, she's going to be the new Space Jam. Sorry, I'm going on a Google rant. Carry on. No, but that's just what's bringing me joy, and especially their love story. Which I'm like, I love seeing those kinds of representations, particularly Black and Asian, because that exists a lot in my family. And I like mm. actually just seeing that in me. I love it. I love it. I love what it. I you joy? I don't know. I didn't think about it, and now I've got 
decision paralysis what has been giving me joy oh okay i've got to think of something actually i think it's really actually quite a <laughs> it's kind of a toxic thing but it's not you i mean you do but like that's not what i'm gonna say uh, i'm bored i mean <laughs> um <laughs> no okay so um my brother has been at uni for a while um and he was back just um while university was not happening obviously and we have a tradition which i haven't done since we started doing this podcast because the timing hasn't lined up of watching 90 day fiance and that gives me a lot of joy because it's a terrible terrible terribly toxic show but it's fun to watch it with someone who knows that it's toxic and discuss how toxic it is um we've recently been watching the other way which is when the americans go to other countries and it's brilliant it's brilliant when these white people are no longer the majority and they really can't take it and they are very confused and they can no longer use the argument you just want me for a green card because actually it's the other way around so yeah been having a lot of fun watching that and i think we're going to watch more when we finish recording so that's my joy for this week love that for you yeah it's joy, cute be getting joy i love it right Fun. season two episode Fun. one done done Karate chop done I see it but i've been stretching so i did a cake it was really good guys it was so impressive think like bruce lee um that was what it was like i also grew up on his movies him and jet lee like my dad was obsessed so that's actually what i was watching when all of these iconic (laughs) (laughs) a lot of what was you know incorrectly called kung fu movies yeah do you know who i love at the moment um he's like my current martial artist that I love slash kind of fancy a little bit but I think he's actually kind of old now and he just did a western he did a Hollywood movie so I think he might be trying to break into Hollywood oh he's not that old okay uh his name's Eco Wise and have you watched The Raid you know I haven't ah but you said you were watching martial arts movies and I thought you might have seen The Raid I love it I love him when I I was younger okay fine i love him it's not an old movie really no he's only 37 i thought he was older i thought the movie was older 2011 the first one came out so it's actually not that old um he's super cute so oh he is fine maybe that means maybe that's a sign that indonesia is where i'm meant to be is he single (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh no he's got kids um uh, f- why is it all hot people is this a rite of passage do we need to get kids now are we no longer yeah hot? why have we not got this message <laughs> <laughs> all hot people need to have kids i am tired <laughs> um why are these related images what is happening okay let's just end sorry here sorry we're anyway up, we're of the five i'm of the 5d as you know, Alicia has autism, so <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Yes, <laughs> that was my, I, I only talked about it one. once, though, only once this <laughs> no, episode. No, no, you talked about it twice, like okay. you said the first time, but you'd already said it, but I was going to let that slide. But what I cannot stand for is building this podcast on a foundation of dishonesty. 
Okay, fine. Sorry. I thought about it twice. If you're playing autism bingo, that was two shots of water or alcohol. Three. (laughs) Three, because this technically is also talking about it. Uh, Okay. (laughs) So, four if you count when Scissor said it. I don't know how you're playing. I didn't create any (laughs) rules. If you want to stay hydrated, I'd go for four. If you want to get drunk, do four shots of alcohol. Um, Do six, because we're probably counting. We're probably undercounting. Oh, for sure. I don't keep track of what I'm saying. I forget it as soon as it leaves my mouth. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but yes, you okay. You said you owe me a million pounds. Thank you so much. You, <laughs> you need to stop, stop sending me million pound requests. On, that's what you need to do on bank apps. <laughs> Because it will not happen. <laughs> I love how I did that at your bank. What's like, <laughs> would you like to be negative? Why? I don't know why they thought that I would be, yes, trying to pay somebody on a mobile app a million pounds and go into an overdraft beyond anything they've ever offered me. Why? Why? Um, right, on that note, um, we'll be back next week because it's Black History Month. Black History Month. And so we're just going to keep coming at you until you can't, until you're sick of us. Um, black, but you never black, will be. <laughs> Alright. Black, black, black. black. <laughs> Love you. We out. Bye.